when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, ting-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a gay tarantella. I... <laughs> I will never be able to shake, like, my obsession with, like, the, you know, the the burly Christ Crusaders who would come around. We'd stop class, you know. We'd, mm-hmm. we'd cut at one or two classes from the day. They'd bring us down to the gymnasium so that, like, six roided-out freaks could rip up <laughs> phone books and tell us about mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. It was it didn't, at public school. At public school, this would happen. There's several times a year they'd pull you out of, of class for assembly. One was to give you a booklet of magazine subscriptions so you could oh, try and get your oh, parents' yeah, yeah. co-workers to buy magazine subscriptions so that, like, your school could have soccer this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, <laughs> we had the candy bars. We candy had the card. Good one. We, had we had the, the CD the... sales one year, which is oh, like really? you know that's how I got my like Eric we had Clapton the... 20th Century Masters CD. We, was we, have, we have so many now. That's what I call country. We have to offload these now. <laughs> yeah, we had the we had the magazine. Uh, we had the cardboard box with like the briefcase with the uh, with the candy bars, the world's finest candy bars. And I made the joke, like, for the world's finest, why can't you buy them in stores? Uh, and then we also had uh, Mr. Earl, and it was, you, you sold magazines and you got a shirt. Uh, it was this old man, he's like, hey, it's me, Mr. <laughs> Earl, blah, 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 blah. Wait, just, you had some man on call you could sell for? No, he was like... Um, Mr. Earl was the magazine uh, uh, magistrate. He'd come oh, around. Yeah. And he'd, okay. He would tell you what selling magazines could get you. Oh, oh okay. if you sell X many magazine subscriptions, was, you're going to the Cardinal game. You but get a ride William, in a limo. So he was, was the one William of Randolph Hearst of like Central yeah. Illinois. Yes. yes. Oh yes. God, we need to make we need to make the Citizen Kane like <laughs> Citizen Earl. But every year. You'd get a card blade that showed up at your school, and it was him holding like that year's shirt, like that year's like grand prize shirt, you know? Because like mm-hmm. if you saw like, and it was like you know a white T-shirt of like Bugs Bunny wearing like hip hop clothes. <laughs> That's fucking cool. And it was always like so annoying because our we had went to a Catholic school, mm-hmm. and so like we couldn't wear the shirt, right? Because of our uniforms, so like of we course. couldn't we couldn't wear the shirt. You couldn't uh, wear a, a cool T-shirt of Taz with his yeah. with his pants sagging around his exactly. ankles. You, could, like, you couldn't have a T-shirt of a picture of Porky Pig labeled "If you see a pig, warn a brother." <laughs> well, kids, if you sell enough magazine subscriptions, you can win this shirt of Calvin peeing on the Chevy logo. Uh, <laughs> if you sell enough magazines, you can get one of those. Yeah, his his finally, dying words. Children, it's the Garfield pop strip. But the pop is a doobie. His dying words before he drops the snow globe are, Bugs Bunny looking very cool. (laughs) Bugs Bunny holding a gun. (laughs) Bugs Bunny backwards hat. Bugs Bunny baggy Levi Jinkos. Bugs Bunny underwear sticking out. Those are his last words. Did, no, he, last words. Well, at that point, he's just saying um, AI prompts. Is, yeah, uh, Digital Mr. Earl, realistic. 
we we didn't have the because uh you know growing i grew up catholic and we don't celebrate our faith we mourn it and so i would hear about all my friends that were not catholic and they're like Last Sunday at church, the, the the power team came and they ripped up phone books for God. Or like, next Sunday at church, I'm going to go be in the bell choir. And I would just hear about like, and I was just like, what is happening at other people's churches? Because every a, single... There's, a, there's an electric guitar at your service? You have an electric guitar? Like, one Saturday of every month, the music at our church will be a guy with an acoustic guitar. But apart from that, like our non funeral service masses feel like funeral services. What is (laughs) happening at your church? Yeah. Meanwhile, over at Christian church, don't sound like a threat. (laughs) Yes. We have the church lock in. It was like, Oh, we bought laser tag. And the laser tag is to teach you about like the sacrifice of Abraham or whatever. Uh uh (laughs) I was I like, what Abraham had to out. do to his kid. I just had no clue what was happening and always like <laughs> intensely jealous. And then in high school, I started dating uh, a, a, a person who went to Greg. first Christian church. It was like a non-Catholic church. It was my first like extended period of time in a Catholic church. And I finally got to see like this stuff I'd heard about my whole life and like, was kind of jealous of, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, this shit's whack. Why would I, why was I so jealous of this? Why was I jealous <laughs> of the... This shit sucks. Yeah, why was I, yes, you're playing rock and roll music, but it's jars of clay. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <sighs> Buddy, <yes you're laughs> I was in, on this, I've told you boys about last weekend, and just the endless endless car trip i was on Mm. and on the return trip instead of uh we finally got them to stop yakking and instead they turned on sirius xm radio to modern christian music yes on sirius Sirius xm and it you know even at my most devout you know even even in my high school days where i was going on mission trips etc Man, Christian music is just not good as a piece of music. No. As a, as a piece of, as just a genre. Every it, once it in a while, so like. So lacking. Every once in a while, you'll get one that, like, sneaks in. And every once in a while, you'll get one that, like, uh, in after Vatican II in the Catholic faith, there's a lot of, like, <laughs> singer songwritery stuff. And, like, if it was played with the guitar, it sounded very nice. But for the most, like, the recordings of it are way overproduced. Um, but yeah, like the, the Christian rock stuff is just like, the thing that always just like drove me crazy is like someone who like all f- Justin doesn't count cause Justin doesn't know what music is. Right. But Kevin right. and I, like, <laughs> you know, you know, the thing is music frightens me. Like, he frightens, all of it, yeah. All, all of it Justin? sends me into an animal like fury as these alien sounds don't cease. <laughs> <laughs> Justin and I were talking before you showed up, Vern, and I was talking about like Justin's favorite kind of music is like Camp Town Races. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of music Justin likes is like she'll be coming around the mountain. And he only and he only hears it like he only hears it like whenever he goes to the St. Louis Riverfront. Yeah. Like right, he, right, yeah, right, if no, he puts I, I'm always weighed down on that Swanee River. Exactly. Yeah, Justin like, Justin likes anything a a railroad hobo might sing. <laughs> Yeah, and it and it's a uh, it, 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 CD like he hears the voices and he th- and he he calls like 
I remember whenever Justin was here, he referred to my like my CD player as like a demon box. Like he he just thinks that <laughs> it's a devil box. Uh, Justin is also like. Someone, the first time someone took a picture of him, he had red eye in it, and he 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 th- thought sure there's a devil inside the camera. So Justin is kind of Amish, but now uh, now that's what Justin calls music. That's when Justin, the saints come marching in. <laughs> uh, like wait, uh, the Erie Canal and stuff like that. But like mm. Kevin and I would listen to CDs, and like all the tracks on the CDs would be about different subject material. So like. You'd put on a Beatles CD and like they'd all be love songs, but like uh, one is a love song where like they don't love them back. You know, like mm-hmm. they're always just like a frame. But with Christ, Christian rock, it's just it's just Christ. Well, because no one nothing buys it else. for the music. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like pe- people but are it's, buying it's, it because it's a Christian thing they can support, not because they actually like the sound. Except I'm sure there are of course some who do, and you know they can't. It's not their fault. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a direct fault. line between like 2000s Christian music and like modern Republican music, which is about how like Target turns your kids gay. <laughs> it's just like. Mm-hmm. It's not actually made to be enjoyed or even listened to. Mm-hmm. It's meant mm-hmm. to make you feel good from supporting it or right. uh, oh, streaming yeah, it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, no, it's not just that. It's music that you know that if the people you hate listen to it would make them mad. Oh, of yes. course, because there's I yes, I forget that there's a, a vast swath of people in our country whose personality is owning the libs. That's like their <laughs> yes, whole per yeah. like that every decision they make is to own the libs. And it's quite frankly, like a sad way to live your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause frankly. Uh, I have, you know, I have political beliefs, but also like, I like putting on a melons record. I like going to the theater and watching a movie, you know, like I like having other interests, but there's other <laughs> folks, there's folks that like their whole, like their, pol- their, their politics are their personality. Yeah. And it's, and it's just like, it's like the Marvel fanboys are, are are annoying. The Star Wars fanboys are annoying. The wrestling fanboys are terrible. Buddy. But the politics fanboys, oh, nightmare, nightmare. I hate, you know who's low-key a very toxic fandom is the money fandom. Oh, I think, yes. I think the people that love money are yeah, low-key yeah, kind of yeah. toxic. Uh, yeah, Gordon well, the Gecko. Problem, the, the, the problem, money's actually people. quite fun. It's just the money fandom has just made playing yeah. money unbearable. Like, you can't even <laughs> start. <laughs> it's, it's the money fandom. And the money fan, yeah, the money fandom is so, you know, they're they're making it so it's really impossible to get into money now. It's just so complex. It's <laughs> like you have to... You have to like know what futures are, and you're like, I really don't. I don't uh-huh. understand what <laughs> and I'm like, oil futures. And mean. I'm like over here. I'm like, futures. You mean days of the future past? You want me to invest in the X Men movie? That already came out. That's already, already been out. out. That's that the one comic where, came out a long time before that's, that. That's that's the one where, I, if I'm correct, this, it might be. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. You're the expert here. Is that the one where Magneto destroys a concentration camp? Or is no, it, okay, for, it's the one no, after. No, no, that's X-Men the one where Apocalypse. he does the Kennedy assassination, right? That's right, of course. Yes, where he <laughs> is implicated, where the magic bullet is the result of Magneto. <laughs> 
the bullet. JFK, canonically a mutant, uh, confirmed in X-Men Days of Future Past, also featuring Jeffrey Tambor as Richard Nixon, uh, who Magneto also gets up to no good around. And, uh, yeah, Mag- Magneto erased all the Watergate tapes because he did a magnet over it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, it's X-Men Apocalypse, right? With it's Oscar X-Men Isaac. Apocalypse where Oscar Isaac, as a little blue man, takes Magneto no, as, to Auschwitz and has him destroy Ivan it Ooze with his big... From the Power Rangers movies. Ivan Ooze Power Rangers movies. It was as a thing where, like, I'm not a smart man. I'm, like, and I, I, especially back then, I'm not a smart man. But I remember seeing that scene, I'm like... How have I not heard, like, people very upset about this scene? Well, the problem is it's in the movie X-Men Apocalypse, oh, which I no one on true. Earth noticed or cared about. Right? I, I, like, I guess that's true. You could, you could That is anything. how they avoided it. A movie that famously said, the third one is always worst. It's Why? kind of well, like X-Men Apocalypse with that. It's kind of like... <sighs> Kind of, I don't want to say it's like a pill pocket that you give a dog where you wrap the medicine. <laughs> in, but in it's... I, there, because it's... It's in a case. It's surrounded in a case of X-Men Apocalypse. No one... No one Mm -hmm. one one noticed or cared. No one could get mad because they're like, Mm -hmm. I have to learn about what X-Men Apocalypse is. I have to to swallow how much peanut butter? Exactly. (laughs) But if you, you know... You're, you're dangling me off a cliff. I have two lifelines. One is incredibly safe corporate Disney product that would never think about anything like that. Or mm, yeah. a franchise of movies where it is posited that Magneto assassinated John F. Kennedy. <laughs> I'm grabbing the Magneto JFK line so far. I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to that. Because that, I mean, it's dumb and it's bad. But yeah, uh, I, I, I think that, yeah, it's under <laughs> under Disney, like no one, no one, at, no one who's like writing a Marvel movie for Disney is like, like knows who Kennedy is. Like they <laughs> wouldn't even think you to can't like Kathleen Kennedy. Into, I hate her so much. Yeah, you can't you can't walk into like Kevin Feige's office and be <laughs> like, OK, <laughs> we want you, you to put remember? in a seat. <laughs> They want you. They're like, we want you to put in a scene involving President Kennedy. You're like, my boss, Kathleen. <laughs> what? President of Lucasfilm. I don't understand. What? Uh, what do you mean? Okay, like, what did she do? Is she gonna factor in? The real Kennedy assassination is how they dragged that woman for the Star Wars prequels <laughs> online. That's the real Kennedy assassination. <laughs> This is, of course, Movies for Babies. <laughs> a podcast where we talk about we get... films aimed at young audiences. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan. And if I were to get a little critter from uh, the Arizona pet, alien pet store, I think... I was a big fan of that turtle. I liked that turtle. Oh, I, the I gamer? thought he was cool. The gamer turtle. Yeah, the, I liked the gamer turtle. <laughs> uh huh. That played that played chess. Where yeah, was that yeah. fucking thing? And the thing and John Carpenter's the thing. He could have. <laughs> he could have. He could have figured that the chess. He could have uh, saved Kurt out. Russell from dumping a bunch of whiskey in the only. And chess don't tell me thing. that the computer scene and the thing is there to set up the ending of the movie where Kurt Russell realizes he's in an unwinnable situation. 
station. So he wins by blowing up the thing. Don't tell me that's visual storytelling. I don't want to hear that. I'm saying I wanted to see the little turtle from (laughs) inside the thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's allowed. It's allowed. allowed. It's legal. You can do that. No one can get mad at you. No one can get mad at you. I uh, I was I will say this about Pet Shop. Uh, about halfway through it, I was like, I want my dog, and I had to call my dog upstairs. <laughs> Aww. Aww. So it there there was some sort of like seeing these lovable critters made me want to love on my critter. Aww. So there's that baby Reggie, baby Reggie. Yeah. Anyway, that's been our review of Pet Shop. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. So the Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, so <laughs> here's what happened. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a, a movies for babies unless we brought up the Kennedy assassination. Come <laughs> I mean, on. Yeah. <laughs> we get honestly, there are three things we get to talk about. There are three. It is. You know the, the the Kennedys it, it, are a ripe well for us, and it does make me realize I should probably know something about. <laughs> <laughs> You right. do reference right. it a lot. Yeah, yeah. List of things I know about the Kennedys. Go. One of, he, guy got shot in the head. Yeah. Uh, guy got shot. Uh, Two guys Sirhan Sirhan. <laughs> Sirhan Sirhan. Uh, Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. Book, prob- yeah. book depository. Mm-hmm. What is that? Why oh, have I never heard of uh, a book depository in any? Chappaquiddick. Chappaquiddick. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Uh, Cuba. Uh, I know he got, he got, he got headaches from lack of sex i know that if like your grandma lived in the greater dc area during that time like she did have sex with john f kennedy yeah um yeah everyone everyone's just got to get over that everyone's a little related to john f kennedy like charlemagne (laughs) yeah or called doing your patriotic duty it's called doing your duty as an american citizen having sex with john f kennedy Mm -hmm. that's one flagpole i'll salute (laughs) folks folks Folks, hi, ask it's not Grimm, how I can do you, babies. but ask how I can, how you can do me. <laughs> Don't ask what job I can do for you. Ask what job you can do for me. <laughs> this is stupid. This is stupid. This fucking thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. hey, it's Justin. Uh, if I had a uh, pet from the pet shop, I would have a... Uh, the lizard thing that could that like shitted everywhere and climbed on walls. Mm. So Love to fall off walls, that guy. I, Justin, I do think uh, you owe us uh, an apology, an explanation. <laughs> like time, time back. <laughs> I am uh, with Vern on this one. I who I who donkey. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you owe us an apology, but I. I. I do want to hear. Your entire history with this movie, <laughs> yeah, because this is this is not. I would not qualify this as the worst thing we've watched for that show, if only because like, I will take this over like the bland competence of like Sonic the Hedgehog, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, I will. Yeah, yes, I will take this over Scoob, which is just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting the the. Which the movie Scoob is like the McDonald's pink slime that turns into right, a cheeseburger. Right. You know, I, I did have a very that. good time watching this. I don't say I liked the movie, but I, I had a good time watching it. I, I would, would rank this around like I, Star Kid. It's yeah, definitely yeah. in the Star Kid zone. It's definitely yeah, it's in, it's this definitely is in the Star Kid zone. <laughs> it's 
After the end of this podcast, we're going to banish this movie to the Star Kids Zone. <laughs> to the Star Kids Zone. <laughs> we're gonna like, we're, like, we're, we're, we're gonna chop it in a plate and send it hurtling into space, <laughs> where like its face <laughs> is pressed up against the side. Right. It's like no, right. <laughs> those little alien boys, <laughs> those little alien critters, the two child critters. trafficking aliens. Yeah. So yes. okay, you, Justin, I want to hear. Tell tell me everything. I want to know everything. I, 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 Vern, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. I just saw this movie a couple times as a kid and really liked okay. it, and it's just stuck with me. I think it is a great, I think it is a great example of the full moon school of movies and institution yeah. that was huge when we were growing up between, like, Kids Fair, like, Prehysteria, which I watched a bunch, and that's Prehysteria is basically this movie, but with little dinosaurs, um, uh, or the or Josh Kirby, Hero of Time, which is like <laughs> basically Doctor Who made direct for, for video. Okay. Um, but also uh, the Puppet Master franchise, which also produced also produced by the studio. Um, and I think this is a great example from the greater genre of the little fuckers. Yes. yes. Little bastards. Yes, yes. Of the vein yeah. of the incredibly successful gremlins and mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. which followed it. Like Puppet Master. This is little bastards for kids. Yes. This is yes. like the like this is like if Gremlins stayed all gizmo. Well I if guess Gremlins also- stayed gizmo. I guess also we should probably uh, explain to the audience uh, what this is. What this movie is. Uh, uh, Justin had uh, Justin's movie that he recommended for us to watch was Pet Shop, and Pet Shop is a film by Full Moon Entertainment's subsidiary, subsidiary Moonbeam Entertainment, Moon Dance Entertainment, <laughs> and it's a movie about. Uh, so these aliens come to, um, you ever see those pictures, uh, of like what America would look like if it fell to communism and everything <laughs> is like, there's, it's like, there's like cans of soup in the grocery store and it says like soup on it with a white right, label right. and black No, text. no, what, what, what happens Every shop is looks like this. The, the aliens come to a communist strip mall where <laughs> there's barber, there's radio store. There's barber shop, store. radio shop. This is shop. in this is in Cactus Flats, Flats Arizona. Arizona. Yes, um, all the all the establishments have an uh, a white sign with red text with a red uh, layer stroke <laughs> around the white sign, uh, like radio shop, bookshop, like some whatever sh- whatever it is they whatever it is they sell shop, and then there's a pet shop. Uh, uh, and uh, this kid sees a shooting star. Do we ever see this kid ever again? Yeah, that's is the, the main okay. boy. That's the gamer boy. That's the gamer boy. Okay, that's the okay, regular. I wasn't child. sure, but uh, he sees the shooting star, and he and you you see this little kid, and you're like, okay, we're following this little kid. And as um, soon as he sees a shooting star, like he disappears, and we start following the pet shop owner, who <laughs> looks like. Um, someone put my Uncle Donnie and my Uncle Joe in a blender and put them together. Um, Uncle Doe. And Uncle Doe. I love uh, relatable humor. Yes. 
and uh, I love references everybody understands. I love yeah. You guys all know my uncle. Humor. Like family relationships. You guys know. You guys know my uncle Donnie and my uncle Joe look like. <laughs> yeah, Come exactly. on, no. <laughs> well, I know. It, well, uh, now I know what they look like meshed together. Like they were put together. <laughs> uncle Donnie yeah. and Uncle Joe. Like, they were really like if the, they were the teleported Kennedys together in the Frankfurt, Illinois. Yeah. So if whenever people listening to this episode, whenever you watch Pet Shop, like whenever you look at the pet shop owner, like <laughs> imagine that guy with like half of his genetics taken away, and that's either my uncle Donnie or my uncle Joe. Um. Uh, but anyway, these people arrive, and what this guy doesn't know is that shooting star was aliens, and uh-huh. the the aliens. It was buy the Nickelodeon the pet- logo. It was the Nickelodeon logo. The aliens buy the pet shop from Uncle Doe, and and it's and it's so funny and it's so cute. The P from pet shop falls off, so it says E T shop. Because uh-huh. remember, you remember that. Uh-huh. So anyway, long story short, uh, there's these aliens that can disguise them, disguise themselves as normal critters, yes. like a turtle, as a dog, as a, a gecko, a rabbit and a lizard. But they're actually crazy little alien animatronic critters, and that's what yeah. we're talking about. And well, the and the critters are given out to four children. Yes. One is a sort of normal child. One is a fashion-obsessed little girl child who makes all her own clothes. Is she ADR'd? One, uh, 100%. Beyond okay. ADR'd. The okay. most ADR'd anyone. ADR'd okay. like fucking Vincent D'Onofrio in Ed Wood. Just ADR'd to hell. Um, uh, 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 one is a big old fat child with mm. the most glorious rat tail you've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. And this is a three-foot rat tail on the back of this child. He, no, well, no, the, no the, he is like Bizarro Universe me because all he does is listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> he makes his own music. Justin like he, has been replaced. Like, he uh, raps. He raps Yeah, he loves in to the, rap uh, in the bathtub, and uh-huh. who among us can't relate. Um, and then, of course, the fourth child is uh, the, Tomboy. the Brooklynite daughter of a <laughs> mafia informant who's I on the run. Yeah, they're um, put into witness protection. Pro- they're put into witness protection in town. She freaking uh, talks like this. Hey, why isn't this place more like Brooklyn? All they of her family all is just talk like, like that. They all it's basically like, the Sopranos, like doing. E. Yeah, they're always like they would be singing or playing Frank Sinatra twenty four seven if right, this movie right. could afford the rights to those songs. So they're mm. always singing again, just like public domain songs about New York. <laughs> they're singing painting, "Home on the Range," painting murals of New York on their furniture. They, their only tablecloths are red and white checks. Yeah, yes. they're they're the family that Mario's uncle Tony married into, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. like yeah. he married like one of this family's cousins. The song "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant" is about this family. <laughs> uh-huh. like Brenda and, and Eddie were a popular. Story. And they they all they all they all fucking talk like they're from. They don't cuss, but they because it's a kids movie. But they all talk like they're from Brooklyn. Yeah, and I laughed so hard. Uh, the 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 man who's in the dad who's in the witness like Henry Hill 
uh, is the father, and uh, he uh, he's in the witness protection program. They all moved there because uh, he spurned a mafia leader, and he says, I gotta go shopping, and the wife goes, shopping, shopping. They're gonna find Hoffa before you go shopping. <laughs> I, the mom they, is a delight in this movie. The mom is iconic. Yes. Um, the mom is so great. She still, is, yeah. Still working to this day. Uh, she, but she everyone in this movie works. Oh yeah, everyone Just in about. this movie. Some of the works. some of the kids quit, but like you know the the Zims, the alien pet shop owners, they are both in the Princess Diaries franchise as like separate characters. They just <laughs> both ended up in there, and of course, Mafia Papa is played by Terry Kaiser, aka Bernie from Weekend at Bernie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, he gets up to some Bernie physical humor uh, in the climax of this film. The, uh, the, the little um, guy who works with them as they're doing their witness protection stuff, uh, Shoshani is his first name. I can't remember his last name. He's, uh, uh, he's no longer with us, RIP. Mm-hmm. But, like, in both Bruce and Evan Almighty, uh, <laughs> in the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, like constantly everyone the cinematographer my 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 eyes went whenever i saw this but uh i saw i was like looking what has the cinematographer done and it says like uh cinematographer of these movies additional photography on these movies stars in this movie and it says risky business and i'm like what uh, Tom Cruise like, is the cinematographer. Tom Cruise shot this movie. <laughs> the he lends the picture. Uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, so Tom Cruise uh, uh, pl- uh, shot this movie, and the cinematographer is uh, plays a small. I realize like the terminology terminology on Letterboxd where it says that she's a star of Risky Business. Like they had like a th- I didn't see it because they're in very tiny font, but Star had like a thousand quotation marks around it. They're like the <laughs> second to the bottom of the of the cast list. But star. but they are in ris- Risky Business. Everyone in this thing works. Yeah, like like this is just a very effectively constructed movie. No one like phones it in. No one's, like, bad or boring. It just moves along, and it's just, I don't know, competent. I agree with most of what you're saying. Yes, I agree with most. I think there are a couple of of, of pinch hitters in here who maybe don't don't get their nut on that ball. If I had seen this as a kid, I would have went apeshit for it. I would have loved this movie as a kid because it is just, like, so fun. It's, it's gonna... the closest thing I had to, like, a Pokemon movie. Like, a live-action yeah. Pokemon movie. Yeah, so, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and I don't know. There's there's something that, like, as a little kid, where, like, movies where someone gets a critter, <laughs> like, that loves them, like, really speaks to us. Uh, it was a big time in in kid and a critter cinema. Mm-hmm. I know? could not. Kid I could and a not. Creature. Yeah. I could not physically watch the first like the '90s Homeward Bound movie now as an adult without like weeping. <laughs> Just like seeing these like Chance and Lucky and uh, Shadow. Shadow. Uh, like like going across the world to try to reunite with like I could not physically take that <laughs> as an adult mm-hmm. but as a kid I loved that right. I, I adored these uh, movies about just like critters loving their humans and vice yeah. versa per- perpetual businessman 
uh, leader of uh, Charles Band of Full Moon Entertainment saw that in a child and said, I can make money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Their eyeballs flipped over, dollar signs, you know, came out. It was, it was a, yeah, he can eat, see his, and honestly, he was right. I mean, there's right. a 90s, post-ET cinema, but particularly I feel like this 90s video store kind of era. Mm-hmm. The, the Tamagotchi one, one <laughs> thousand kid and critter movies yeah, yeah, yeah. uh oh, yeah. sammy and the seal you know they were just they were loaded up any kind of any Holly, kind of critter willy they could get their hands on Dunstan and checks some air, yeah. air bud old cut white child yes exactly it was just oh my god air bud air bud was a dynasty mm-hmm. unto himself oh, right god, it was me. just like and then air buddies snow buddies space buddies it just it was it was a Spooky whole empire and uh, it's founded on the very solid principle uh, of, of a kid and a creature. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's an alien creature, a Mac and a me. Mac and a me. Or a star and a kid, you know. But uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a li- And sometimes it's a pet. And sometimes, like in the movie Pet Shop, it's both. It's both. And, yeah. and I... It's uh, a little friend. This is a thing that um, also, like, I think a, a lot of our listeners may not totally understand because I lived through this era and I still don't quite understand it. Just like you guys don't know how hot like video stores were. Yeah. Like video stores were so uh, like, and like that is why like things like trauma, that is why things like full moon entertainment, Mm -hmm. like still persist. I was reading on the full moon pictures full moon entertainment like wikipedia page last night and like there's a like uh, apparently at one point blockbuster blockbuster video like came to full moon entertainment it's like guys we cannot keep scream and i know what you did last summer like we cannot keep these movies on the shelves can you please make more slasher films mm-hmm. which someone going to like trauma or someone going to full moon entertainment now and like please 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 like seems like ridiculous now but back in the 90s and the 2000s that was a real thing Mm -hmm. yes the the video store back end and of course you know like sales of of home video cassettes to individual homes but the video store back market was a huge Moneymaker. It was yeah. as important as theatrical distribution, if not more important. Movies would uh, be saved Vern, by video rentals. Indeed. Um, Vern, you earlier quoted Dogma by Kevin Smith. And mm, like yes. Kevin Smith's entire career is yeah. based upon home video sales. Those movies never were were blockbuster entertainment. They were blockbuster entertainment. Yes. <laughs> they were films you rented at ah, Blockbuster. Nice. Uh, but thank you very much. It's a thing where, like, nowadays, you know, Netflix will go to and, like, hey, we need, we need, we want another interactive thing. Make a thing about a picking a partner called Choose Me. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, like, you see a lot of, like, Netflix and Hulu and whatever exclusive entertainment, and you're like, what? Like, how? But, and it, and, and it that's also, what happened but with video stores. But, but Netflix doesn't return on investment in the same no, way no, that, that video cassettes old. did. Yes, it's it's a it's a nebulous place where like you don't 
get paid. Whereas, like, every time <laughs> someone bought a Scream VHS or every time Blockbuster needed to replace their Scream VHS, the cast and crew of, VA- of Scream got paid. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that revenue stream has been replaced with nothing. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's a, it was a foundational way that people made their, their living in the it's entertainment industry. It's why people are, like, why, it's why there's a strike that's happening as we record Indeed. this. Mm-hmm. And it's why, like, Taylor Swift does Capital One commercials because, like, even she is not getting enough money on the back end. You know, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's, just, it's unbelievable. But, you know, just Blockbuster could rely on, you know, like, uh, Blockbuster worked with Full Moon Entertainment, Hollywood Video worked with Troma, mm-hmm. uh, because Troma was a little too spicy for Blockbuster, mm-hmm. but also, like, Blockbuster was the industry leader, uh, and Hollywood Video was like, we'll do whatever, we don't, we don't care, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> Hollywood Video was cool um, like that, or, you know, forget all your independent video yeah. stores, yeah, you know, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the town where I grew up, it was, there was no Blockbuster, there was no Hollywood Video, it was, it was video classics, it was world of videos, <laughs> and their shelves were <laughs> stocked with this shit because you know what i bet they got it for pretty cheap yeah. i bet i bet yeah. they got a pretty a pretty good steal on a on a copy of pet shop or they, what yeah have they you. were just cranking these out and and yes. parents loved shit like pet shop they loved shit like the leprechaun movie they show a trailer for in front of cannibal the musical about mm-hmm. a guy who befriends a leprechaun yes they because it's this because it was like for disinterested parents in the 90s, like, it was uh-huh. babysitting. Yes. We could put yes. Pet Shop on. We can rent Pet Shop for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And my kids will watch the shit out of this, and I don't have to worry about them. What is the most harmless thing that I can yeah. plug them down it's, in It's what... Yeah. What do I need to worry about not having to watch myself? It's yes, like what course. YouTube Kids does now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Coca-Cola. Pet Shop has been replaced by AI-generated videos of... Elsa from Frozen Mary Sticky Spider-Man. bug feet. Right, yeah. Right, right. Uh, and it's it, it's it's really like baffling uh, and interesting just like how much of an industry this was like in our lifetime and like how that industry is like it's mm-hmm. it's Allentown, Pennsylvania now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's all closed down. Like every once in a while Full Moon Entertainment will get lucky. And they'll and they'll make something that is like so baffling uh, that like it catches on in a way they weren't expecting, like a ginger dead man or starring Gary bong. Busey, or an evil bong, uh, oh, evil like full bong, moon entertainment. Yeah. Like right now, it's Killjoy, uh, the Killjoy movies that you could buy for DVD at like buy on DVD at like Dollar General, <laughs> like. People are just like, what are these insane killer clown movies Mm -hmm. called Killjoy? And, like, it's enough to, like, I I don't know how it works. I don't know how buying a seven-pack of Full Moon Entertainment (laughs) movies for a dollar at Dollar General (laughs) keeps Full Moon Entertainment in business, but somehow it works. But it obviously does. (laughs) I do think that we are kind of looking at Full Moon Entertainment as, like, the Puppet Master studio at this point. Like, if they stopped making Puppet Master movies, Full Moon Entertainment folds. They kind of have. Their last Puppet Master movie, I think, was the, like, The Littlest Reich. Yeah, the Zoller one, where they mate, where they turn, where the we swear he's not a fascist director, turns the yes. anti-fascist characters into fascist sympathizers. Uh, the uh, the one with Tom Lennon, uh, the Little Strike. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, uh, you, 
Uh, as if Tom Lennon needs more money. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> uh, you're right. Like, Puppet Master was was huge. Uh, and and also Puppet Master, like, helped because, like, you can market those little bastards. Yes, And, yeah. like, you still to this a day. a little toy. Still mm-hmm. to this day, whenever I go to, like, a toy store, I'll see Puppet Master toys. And they are just as expensive as they were back then because like <laughs> folks want them folks yeah. want those little bastards uh the bunny on aew has a puppet master collection like i don't like uh the puppet master movies were were, were huge and charles band just saw these puppet master movies and was like well, what about this for kids mm-hmm. and then he goes and makes pet shop interesting because he gets interesting. that kids love fucking puppets Puppets yes. are so fucking cool to children. Like, yeah, because it's like a thing. Are. It's a thing you can hold. Like, I could pick up the fucked up little lizard thing that falls off walls and shits all the time. Ah. Like, <laughs> I'm allowed what to is, do oh. that. And I will, I will say, like, I know this is maybe not a philosophy that everyone agrees with. It's one that I, uh, I, I subscribe to a little bit, and, uh. It was in one of Lloyd Kaufman, the founder of Troma, uh, co-founder of Troma's books. Um, he 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 was responding to the uh, to the criticisms about like how low budget these are, and he's like, "Yes, like my things look like shit. Yes, you can see the zippers. Yes, you can see the hoses where the blood comes out and everything, but that." breaks the fourth wall enough that it gets people excited and interested in the filmmaking process. Mm-hmm. And people watch our things to learn how to make movies. Uh, and I think that like with, with these movies, especially with like pet shop, like kids could see that and they, the kids, these, you know, the pets in pet shop don't look like real animals. They look like animatronic pets. Yeah, they look like toys. But there's enough there where, like, the kids are excited about them because they're like, oh, okay, how can I, you know, it, it, it's a thing I can play with, but also, like, it gets those gears turning of, like, how can we how can we do something like this on our own? Uh, and so, yeah. like, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it, it might be silly, but, like, I that's why I part of why I enjoyed this movie is just like I can see how this would like foster creativity in a child and I'm like that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know uh to to quote a movie I saw just yesterday every child is an artist we only lose it when we grow older. And that's what pet shops really all about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what pet shops all about when yeah. this movie with these like animatronic critters that are a half step above Furby level, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're like like prosumer Furbies. Yeah. They're like like if there was a this I don't remember the, if there were upscale Furbies it's the sky that you ball could buy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a real like oh boy, mom and dad dropped two fifty on oh, this Jesus. Furby shit. And it like mm-hmm. why does it sound like this? <laughs> why do why did it sigh when I pet it? <laughs> why did why did this Furby let out like a mournful sigh? Why does this Furby why does this Furby have a look in its eyes like it's seen things? <laughs> what does it know? What is what it, it? Why does it carry it? the weight of years what? on its on its shoulder? What does it try to forget but can't bear to let go? <laughs> As it's like night night. <laughs> Me, sleep, again. Again. 
Those fucking things. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They took the market by storm. and it's, They sure did. And uh-huh. I, it's a thing. You know, I don't, maybe it's just my corners of the internet, but, like, you see folks that, like, are still, like, real into their old Star Wars toys. You see, you see folks that are still into their old Barbies. Like, Beanie Babies still get talked about, but, like, Furbies fell off the face of the oh, earth. Oh, well, no, like, Furbies, Furbies fell are, off. Furbies the- are a punchline. Furbies are the toy you point to wondering, why was this ever popular? It's so <laughs> wrong. It never I don't... worked. It was always a non-functional piece of shit. The only thing I see in regards to Furbies now are people, like, transforming the Furby organ and, and stuff turning, like that. Turning them into like a big long snake <laughs> yeah. but with like a Furby on the top or like uh-huh. there's this person that I follow who has like grafted Barbie arms and legs onto like a little Furby. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I know you're talking about. It's a sexy yeah. little Furby. Ooh. Um, yeah, so let me tell you, Sid from Toy Story made that. I'm talking like the family in Pet Shop. He made it one handed. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think that's also. Oh, sweet to not this Furby. <laughs> What's up? Oh, now that's a more. That's a, no, that's a Furby. <laughs> that's a Furby. <laughs> that's that's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. I think it's also clear is the clear the clear demonstration that if you need to stretch out your puppet movie because you can only do so little with the Muppets, just put Italians in it. Italians can really pad out your movie. Those I mean, can talk. Let me tell you, they yes. Uh, the the only thing more inhumane and artificial and not real than the puppets are the Italian people in this movie, but. Uh, yeah, if you need if you need to pad out the runtime of your children's fantasy pet shop movie, what if you included like a running joke where a young man was being sexually assaulted by a young yeah. woman over and yeah. over again? Yeah, that was weird, right? What if right. we included that? And what if that we, what was if we weird. had a silly little sequence what we, where What if we gave this totally normal woman like tuba elephant music? <laughs> Just a incredibly regular woman, but yeah. treated her <laughs> like a monstra. <laughs> Where's the aliens? Like, like Steve Buscemi's dead wife in Monster House. Like, what if we treated her? What if we treated her like Gilbert Grape's mom? They treat her like fat bastard. But she's just normal size. It Audience, was I cannot express to you enough how normal, normal size she is. It was very bizarre. It was... <laughs> it was unbelievable because like the setup for the scene is like the little boy is like yeah my sister who we've never seen but like yeah my sister's in the pool in a new bikini and the italian (laughs) the guido son is like oh yeah don't mind if i do and he goes back there and a regular woman gets out of the pool Yes, yeah. exactly. And then a regular Guido shot first. Um, it is set up like it. It's set up like, um, uh, dear listener, do you remember that moment in Home Alone where uh, mm. Macaulay Culkin's like, "Buzz your girlfriend, woof," and uh-huh. it's like, it's this, it's baby right. Chris Farley wearing a wig. Uh, it like it is set up like this person's sister is going to be Buzz's girlfriend right, as an adult, right? And like. Uh, she's a a normal woman, <laughs> just a normal. She's a normal sn- horny woman, and yes. we we must penalize her for being so. 
And and it's like not even yeah, yeah they don't even do like It's so wrong she wants to fuck you, him. It's just You so know wrong. I'm not so I'm not wrong. trying to I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to put myself in the mind of like a casting director. It's like the casting director was like too just the way the script treats this woman, the all the dialogue about this woman like it's like the casting director was like too nervous to put like fat uh-huh. in like the casting yeah. description. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's uh, they they're painting this like this woman as if she's just like this ridiculous cartoon character. Right. Uh and they in like they're they like they wanted like um a Gilbert Grape's mom, but it's just a normal healthy woman and so there's a a huge di- and it's like you look at it and you look at Guido and like I, I was watching this, I'm like, like, is Guido into this? Like, there's a moment where you don't know, yeah, just because like, right. <laughs> and uh, it turns out he's very not, not into it, but that doesn't stop it. her. Doesn't stop her. Um, which is, I don't know. It's funny when it happens to men. Yeah, it's funny for men to get cat called at. I think the only the only thing I can think of is that, like that's there for. When you're watching this movie as a kid with your older brother, for your for you and your older brother to razz each other about, that's the only thing mm. I can think. Like they're just trying to think of like how will children interact with this movie. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of, but it makes yeah, no I, sense. This is a normal, healthy-looking woman. I don't know. I I think it's only there because like the president of Full Moon Entertainment was off camera going like stretch, stretch. Uh-huh, uh-huh. stretch. The puppets are down. We, the puppets are down. We can't. We gotta get to eighty-eight it. minutes. We gotta come on. We gotta stretch <laughs> this out. Because um, like okay, because in, in in another movie, right? Something you could have done to kill some time would be. Uh, have some scenes with our hilarious alien pet shop owners, right? Right. Mm. The the problem is they didn't have the money to hire like some groundlings. They didn't. They didn't. They couldn't. They couldn't yeah. like go to the comedy store and find two people who had seen comedies right. before or have chemistry. Um, yeah. So they just get these two sort of regular people and just have them like <laughs> duck their chin into their chest like dress like, them up like Tommy want they, they, they're dressed Tommy up Boy. like showgirl cowboys yeah yeah and just have them say like Mrs. Zim mm-hmm. we need to get the pets Wait, and then be like we're gonna okay, sell okay, we're, Mr. we're gonna sell them earthlings for a grillion dollars yeah they just said they almost have human language but it's alien language right, so they have to right. be like our planet of flurf. Yeah. <laughs> I know, can't wait like... to retire and have a slice of, like, flackleberry pie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, like, if you were anyone but Full Moon Entertainment, like, you know, you're calling up Catherine O'Hara first thing when you're trying uh-huh. to cast these people. You know, you're like, Michael McKean, what's he doing? You oh, know what I mean? Oh, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, this Jeffrey, is his name Jeffrey Kaiser? Terry Kaiser. Terry Kaiser. He ate up their whole budget. Oh, Bernie yeah. ate up the budget. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, he, he did look no like clothes. a Tim Robinson character, and it but it was very, the disconnect was like made me feel some sort of way. Where like this guy looks exactly like a Tim Robinson character, but he's doing no Tim Robinson stuff at all. Yeah. He's just doing like their their way of learning. It's it's kind of cute. You can kind of like as an adult like look at it like. 
okay, these aliens landed in Arizona. They have no idea of, like, earthling culture. So they're like, uh, let's have the aliens, like, oh, the uh, Arizona cowboys. And so it shows them, like, reading this, like, book of cowboy slang, and that's how they mm-hmm. learn to be human. Mm-hmm. We gotta rustle up some business. It's Joker Jason. It's, like, you know. <laughs> it's Joker Jason. It's, it's Joker Jason. Jason. It's, it's, it's cute. It's just, yeah. It's like it's, you know, it's cute, but like you know, I'm sorry, sorry to this man, but like your 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 actor's yeah. not giving you what you need no. here. Um, but now, also, if you had cast you know the mom and dad from the Guido family in a oh, dual role, yeah, yes, um, yes, please. you've got you're cooking with gas, you're uh, cooking with actual gas. chemistry. I think too, just like a lot of it is just. Uh, you said it was joke adjacent, and I think that's the best way of putting it because like. You know, like, the kids try to break out of the pet shop, like, and they, like, you've got it right there. Like, have them try to run away, and one of these aliens try to, like, lasso them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you're going, if you're going to go, if you're going to go big or go home. Like, yeah. if you're going to. No, they, they, they need uh, to be, like, hawking into spittoons. They need to be, yes. like, putting on spurs wrong. There. They need to be uh, Mayor Wild West from Family Guy, <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just like full on caricatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, 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 and like they meet a horse, but they try to like shake its hoof. We we get closer to jokes with like the two uh, Goomba hitmen yeah. who are sent to Arizona, and you're like, this is you know this is I get what we're doing. They're two dumb guys. They're almost again. Almost it sounds a like a joke. <laughs> sounds like a joke. Almost a joke. Getting closely approximating yeah. joke. Um, we're almost, almost <laughs> there. Um, but almost yeah, almost the, there. So what was? I'm sitting here. I've watched this whole movie. What was the plan? What were the Zims attempting to accomplish? They were they, they were trying to get new pets to sell. And human kids are very valuable pets. Humans are good pets. So these yeah. are human. These are human traffickers. Yeah, yes. Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Zim no, they and are. Epstein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, so, t- okay. telling kids to come to the pet shop after close. I'll give you. I'll come give to you a real Lolita pet. Planet. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So these these little mm. critters that the kids got. Uh-huh. Are like those are like the minnows and the anchovies, and the kids are like the catfish that we're exactly, trying to reel in. Exactly, gotcha. and also puppies sell better than like adults. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, uh, Zim's innocent. I guess <laughs> I don't know. They, you know, he's, they did not. Debts. If I'm, he's got student loans. He's got debts. He's exactly. If I, you know, Brendan Fraser in Killers of the Flower Moon be like, my clients are innocent immigrants. They are trying to establish a small business. They did nothing wrong. My clients have been off world for three months. Yeah, but at least they got two Italians out of it. (laughs) They got two Italians. They got a lot of Italians. This movie is so, like... Mm -hmm. This movie did feel like it it I I could very well see years from now like down the pipeline like a a us pulling from the pet shop files to make something just because there's so much like weird stuff going on mm-hmm. in it with like the all Italian family yeah. 
and like, it's like basically the, if gremlins was also my cousin finney <laughs> yes i it's there's it's it there's so much there uh and that uh i'm going to tell you guys a sentence that has never been uttered before in the entire history of humanity uh and and something that will probably never be uttered again pet shop reminded me so much of now and then the last beatles song <laughs> Okay, Vern. Vern, that is a hell of a wind-up. This, this better get across the fucking plate. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go for the record. I'm going to state for the record. I, uh, I'm a Beatles dork. I like the new Beatles song. I like Now and Then. It's good. Uh, it made I, me cry like the second I just played it in my ears. I'm just wired in such a way that I'm like, wow. Okay, gotcha. New Beatles song. I, uh, the, the waterworks are flowing. I'm hearing John Lennon's voice yes. in a way I've never heard uh, his voice before. It didn't get me on the same level. There was a moment when that first chorus came in where I was like, okay, okay. You know, then, you know, I, I'm like, what, for the most part, I think now and then sounds like a Paul McCartney solo song. Just all the production on it, I, the production in it sounds like a Paul McCartney song. But when that chorus comes in, I don't. I don't hear Paul McCartney. I hear the Beatles. I don't hear wings. Um, I don't hear arrow through me. Yes. But the reason I was, I was thinking about this song is, uh, you know, as I said, I do like this song. I think it's got solo Paul McCartney production. And with that, like, I think the production on it is a little much. And I was listening to it with the headphones and I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm trying to hear these backing vocals they use. To, like, they, they use snippets of Eleanor Rigby and Here, There, and Everywhere. Uh, and uh, another, another I can't think of the, the third one, but they use snippets of, like, John's... Oh, Because. They use snippets of, like, songs where John did backing vocals on other songs to create new backing vocals for it. And I was really trying to hear those, but I was just like, I'm having a hard time. And I, re- and I kept restarting the song, restarting. And I realized it's like... This mix is so busy. There's so much going on in this mix. That's why I'm not hearing it. And because it's mixed, mixed by the mastermind behind temporary secretary. Yes. And <laughs> mixed by the musical maestro. <laughs> and it's just mixed in a way, just like in a way it sounds better than a lot of Beatles songs, but that's because like the Beatles were like not operating on the, the same level of technology that like other artists were working with they were just you know like they had four track mixers and america had eight track mixers you know what i mean it's just like uh and their 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 creative uh, the things uh the limitations they had on a technical level forced them to be creative but uh now and then again i like this song but i it feels like they're throwing everything they can into the mix to make it sound like a beatles song Mm And Pet Shop does the same thing mm. where they throw everything into the movie to make it feel like a movie. And you watch like a normal movie, <laughs> you watch like a non Pet Shop movie, and like when someone makes a joke, the score doesn't go. Like the score, say a Ken McLeod bit. Yes. Whenever someone is like sneaking around in the movie, the score doesn't go. You know, like 
in a in a in a normal movie, when you have Italian people, they're just like, "Hey, you know, what are you a fuck? What are you fucking do?" You know. Uh, but in in pet shop, they're like, "The boss says if we don't catch the rats, he's gonna exterminate us." Boy. Oh boy! Oh my ragu! Go. And I think this movie, and I think this is a trap that Full Moon Entertainment and a lot of these kind of movies just fall into all the time where they throw so much into the movie to make it feel like a movie that it doesn't feel like a movie anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you look at this, you hear all the time about like, if you can shoot on film, shoot on film. But this movie was shot in 35 millimeter and it looks like dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty shit. And listen, all right. It looks, I think it looks like a play. It Not looks to like a play. Jump off on the old film v digital debate, and I'm I am a fan of of film cinematography as much as the next guy. But people like to pretend that like film is a magic substance that produces beautiful <laughs> images, no matter who you are or how you shoot on it. And digital is a nasty dirt. The SD card is of the devil, you know. And <laughs> it's like the no, you devil just your card. You're just watching, like, master cinematographers who knew what they were doing. Right. Yes. As, like, there's beautiful, gorgeous digital photography fucking filmed every day. I was just watching The Social Network earlier for shit. That movie looks incredible shot Absolutely. on digital. yeah. And, like, people are like, you know, there's all this talk these days. Movies are too dark now. What happened? And people are like, well, it's film v. digital. I t- film? Notoriously had to be exposed to light. Um, it's kind of the whole thing, right? <laughs> it's like you you expose it to light, it imprints the image, you develop the image, right? And so, like, it's it, film was not better at capturing darkness. If anything, it was worse. They were just not afraid of trucking in a light and pointing it at the actor, whereas now so much cinematography on these fucking Netflix shows and horror movies or whatever are just like, they just didn't fucking turn any lights on. I'm looking at it. They just they just didn't turn any lights on. And that's the difference. I'm sorry. No, 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 no you're, no, you're totally right. It's just... You are right. Good film is lighting. It's knowing how... It's, it's our it's, it's our good friend Forrest getting so good at lighting that he could hold up his wrist and then call it. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's truly uh, like seventy percent of cinematography is is the what light it looks like. Yes, um, and I just uh, you're you're you hit the nail on the head with that like people treating film as if it's like the magic substance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mana like, from God, it, it captures the most beautiful images. There's, the Philosopher's there, Stone spent eons there's, refining. Uh, there's there's things that I uh, you know I've seen. Uh, there's things that I've seen on on film that were shot on film that looked incredible. There's things I've seen that were shot on film that look like dog shit. And the same is, uh, the, the same goes for both with digital things that were shot digital that look at great, that look incredible things that were shot on digital, like look like dog shit, but just, uh, you know, this, this movie was sh- shot in 35 millimeter and it is, as Justin said, like, it looks like a play real life houses don't have just like, the the wallpaper that is in every single like room of this house like like it's it the interior of this house like looks like a like a John Waters movie if John <laughs> Waters had a budget and it's just 
and I and I I think it's what I think it is. I think there's a lot of decisions being made in this movie purely for just like this. This will make us look more legit. Those little like like whenever someone makes a joke on the keyboard, mm-hmm. like that costs nothing extra. But it, like, it, it, you know, or, like, it's pennies on the dollar. Uh, But a movie has it. But a movie has it. And so I do think uh, that, like, and Pet Shop served its purpose. Everyone who watched, the kids who watched Pet Shop are happy with Pet Shop. They didn't care about the cinematography. Kids, they don't care about (laughs) notoriously. Me, me, I am kids. I do think uh, this movie and... Still to this day, a lot of just things would be served better if there was just a little bit of restraint, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just because you know, there's so much like, well, this is what movies do. And just like we could we could have done like plain blue walls. We could have done the budget for blue, and like put that money towards the puppets a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, we didn't we need could, to we... spend hundreds of dollars on a CGI asset for slime. Yeah. <laughs> when we could have just had a couple well-placed spotlights and we could have done aliens. Absolutely. Um and that's Absolutely. that's my critique of like this movie, but also that's just my critique of like full moon entertainment, my <laughs> critique of trauma movies. It's like uh I saw the opening credits in this thing. Uh and the opening credits are like I, I, you know, like, this is silly. I love the font. I love the pet shop font. But, like, I see the, I see the, like, how long this opening credit sequence uh, is. And I'm like, well, these folks know that uh, according to MPAA rules, you have to have at least one hour of screen time for it to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know, they know this. Uh, and, uh, and so I just, I see things like that. I'm like. I get what you're doing, but also you're already past the 90 minute mark. You don't need this opening credit sequence to be this long uh-huh. and show off every like <laughs> Gaussian blur down to like where you can read the text. Just like, just, just, just tighten things up. Let's, re- yeah. let's use it's, a little bit of restraint. It's a kind gesture. Uh, but we don't need to know best boy in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to affect my, my viewing experience exactly, whatsoever. Exactly. There's just a lot of there's a lot of just like this is what movies do thinking that were yeah. that were made in this and I'm like I get it you're totally right but also you're mm-hmm. doing so much of this that you're make your yeah. you overcorrected a you movie over-corrected. has a wacky silent comedy cooking scene yeah. <laughs> which like, was fun like, a like lost the Nickelodeon in me loved that I yeah for- the Nickelodeon I forgot about me. that. <laughs> And like the kids make good food. It's not like slime. Yeah. Like, yeah, that food looked good. They like, look that, like they don't know what they're doing. You know, they're like dropping eggs or whatever. But then it, food comes out pretty good. That one kid like made like steak and mashed potatoes, <laughs> and like that one kid made hot dogs, but they were like like dressed up. Hot yeah, dogs. they were like real <laughs> Chicago dogs. Yeah. High hot dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. And so like, and as I said, the part of me that loved Nickelodeon as a kid loved that part. Obviously, like, none of the shit matters. Like, they got their money back on Pet Shop, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we're here talking about it, like, 20 years after it was made or 30 whatever. years, 30 baby. 30 years. <laughs> uh, but I just, uh, I, 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 I think uh, so. I think there's a value 
and low budget filmmaking to realize that less is more mm-hmm. and you can strategically you can strategically place your bets uh to enhance mm-hmm. the movie as opposed to just it's spreading yourself a little something something i always tried to push through to people either in film school or like when i was working with young filmmakers at various programs you know at certain points or i'm like you can't sit here and try and emulate a, a big Hollywood studio movie. You just literally don't have the resources to do that. Mm-hmm. So instead, lean into the resources that you do have and, yes. and and use them as an advantage. Use the four-track recorder as an advantage rather than a hindrance. Yes. Um, what do you... You don't have the budget for a Death Star and a showdown on the planet, so combine them and get the the climax of a new hope where it's just the death star you know what i mean like that that Mm -hmm. comes out of a budgetary restriction yeah Um, absolutely use it i guess it's 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 like this is something that kevin has also said and like to a it's a thing where like i agree with them but with an asterisk on it like to a degree like limitations uh budgetary or however however you want to define like limitations like can be a good thing mm-hmm. like there has to a to certain be, degree yeah there has to be there has to be like some sort of filter uh and uh i think some of the some of the best pieces of art that like that we still talk about today like were made because we're, you know like i think they benefited from the limitations they had a you lot know. of your favorite decisions in film, you know, things you don't even realize are decisions are made because of either budgetary or scheduling or booking mm-hmm. limitations or what have you. Like, mm-hmm. having $200 billion is not always an advantage, as, as, as strange and as bizarre as that may sound. <laughs> By that same token everything i've ever worked on i'm like we could have used a little more money we could i would have loved to actually be able to like set up a dolly shot once you know in my entire life you know um it's a degrees right there yeah absolutely but it's uh the 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 limitations are good because you know they they force you to like if you're if you're good at what you do they force you to like be creative and think on your feet and I'm not, this is the only example I can think of, and I'm not, hopefully I I don't come across as a narcissist asshole, but this is just the only thing I could think of. But like, and I remember in film school when we were working on Hula, like I had a shot list where they like put it, like changed the open sign to the close sign. And we're like, we don't know. I don't know if we have enough. We're going to, we have to lose one of these shots. You know, there's just too much shots on this list. And I go, oh, well, just in the next shot, we'll just have the close sign already in the window. And the audience will infer that, uh, that you know, what, what took place without showing them. And, like, you know, it was it, – it, it made the edit a lot smoother. You know, it's just – and, I and again, I'm not trying to pull from – I'm sorry. To, this is the only thing I could think of. It's, it's just okay. – uh, You don't have to show the character going to the grocery store or even saying I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> yes. They can just be uh, at the grocery store. They can just we get what's be happening. there. Uh, you have to. I think a lot of it is um, film school. Uh, our film school. A lot of other folks' film schools. The uh, kind of unwritten, just kind of thing they teach you is like, ima- just expect your audiences to be complete idiots. Just complete. Just like, yeah. Uh, expect your audience to like know nothing at all. 
Uh, and I think that's a good base to work from, but you can't treat them like they're like they've never existed in humanity before. <laughs> uh, and you have to like uh, dogma is one that I think of all the time where like they cut to um, a central air unit in a house and it's got the little plastic flaps on it to show that the air is circulating through it. Mm-hmm. And it's like. No house has that. No house like big industrial fans have those streamers on it in factories. But like, oh yeah, that streamers <laughs> streamers is the oldest fucking. They're using streamers back in like the 30s in movies. Like whoever figured that out first, because like someone goes, it's actually impossible to show that air is moving through a space. And whoever was the first guy to figure out streamers is like top five all time film. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Best of boys. It's, 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 it's perfect. (laughs) It's like you nailed it. That's the only thing we'll ever need. And now every time you watch a movie, a fucking oscillating fan has the little streamer. You know, it's just the streamers. Mm -hmm. They're powerful. Uh, I get, but yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, treat your audience like they're stupid, mm-hmm. but also like, <laughs> I don't a, agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Treat your audience like they're stu- like they're stupid, but like to a du- to a degree. Give your audience uh, a chance them to, to get have, it. Yes, expect them to have like been able to like make it to the movie theater. <laughs> expect right. that they're not like trying to. That they're not trying to like eat their shoe while they're right, watching right, the movie. Right. <laughs> assume like, assume you do... your audience uh, knows basic commerce. Uh, could count could count <laughs> the change they received for their ticket. Yes. Um, assume that, but you know, classically, you want to give the audience two and two, but you let them come to four. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You let mm-hmm. they feel smart if they get to you... four. Thank you. Yes, you want to put all the pieces there for them to make the conclusion that you'd like them to make. And you want to be careful to, like, you got to be careful, like, I want them to get to four, but I want to get them to to four by giving them two Mm -hmm. and two. I don't want to accidentally leave three and one on the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you you, you give them, you you think about, you know, like, how you want them to receive the information and what information you want to lay out there, but, Mm -hmm. but also, like, they're, they're, uh, also, don't expect your audience to, like, constantly have, like, a line of drool hanging from right, their right. mouth. Remember, <laughs> remember, you like, eat the popcorn and drink the slushy. Yeah. Yeah, of they're course, not. Of course. It's yeah. not Nanook of the North. Like, they've seen a record before. <laughs> they've been somewhere before. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want them to have the drool like Terry Kaiser in the uh, climax of the film. Pet Yeah. <laughs> He's drooling all over the window because he got hit on the head. I no, think. No, 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 I felt no. like I, I missed something. He got he got hit with the he got eye the laser. Alien stunning beam. The the <laughs> cone head shot him with a with an eyeball right, beam right, because because one of the aliens. Uh, oh yes, his I forgot about the eyeball beam. Like a Stetson under his hat, but there's a third yeah. eye under it that shoots uh, beams. That shoots lasers, <laughs> um, and I feel like. Both of the aliens have this, but they couldn't afford two prosthetics, right, so right. they got one prosthetic <laughs> they had for one Mr. prosthetic Zim. made, and that was the one they had. My client, <laughs> eye lasers are a normal part of this culture. <laughs> it's how they say hello. Just because you cannot understand it does not mean that it does not exist. I'm, uh, I've not seen that. I'm really excited to see that movie, and I'm going to see if I can see 
if I, I'm going out of the country and I'm going to see if I can see mm-hmm. it in another country but in English Ooh. because I'm a stupid idiot mm-hmm. and I don't know any other languages. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So we'll see. I'll report back to you in the next Movies for Babies whether I thought your Brendan Fraser bit was funny. <laughs> Thank not. you. I, I think there's enough there where I'm like, this seems like it's very funny, but I just got to watch it. I got to see the I got to see the reference material. You just don't have the frame of reference. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I just had to do it. <laughs> I was just I was doing it to myself while watching this movie because I was bored. Uh, so I was like that's so I started playing what if Brendan Fraser was defending the aliens from My from this client movie. sold Good her bit. a dog. Just because there's an alien now doesn't mean he was when the child bought the dog. <laughs> Brendan Fraser's in like two scenes of this movie. He's, he's not like a major character. But boy, when he comes in, oh. um, he should have won the Oscar for this, not the fucking oh, Jesus, whale. Yeah. Uh, it, now I'm not seeing the whale. Is the whale? The whale is just that screen cap of Brendan Fraser. Of him looking looking said, right? down. Yeah. I've not seen any other material Basically. from this movie. It, that's just that one. It's just that one screenshot, right? Yeah, okay. it's that one screenshot. Uh, the whale. He like of the porn. He eat of the Cheetos and ranch sandwich. The Ooh. whale. Mm-hmm. He fly. <laughs> Check it out. He love okay. uh, Moby Dick. He love Moby Dick because that's the whale. Yeah. In case you thought oh, the title yeah. was cruel, <laughs> in case you thought the title was an incredibly <laughs> bad taste. <laughs> um, well, no, but no, but Kevin, the guy who wrote the whale also wrote this movie. He has the same opinion. Oh. He has the same opinion about Brendan Fraser as the young woman. As the young woman, was, hey, that was his prototype for the whale. It's like how Paul Paul Schrader keeps making the same movie over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is a proto the whale. They'll get it right. One they should have sold the they should have sold the whale at the pet shop. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Uh... Brendan Fraser's on the shelf and he's dragging off to gay porn like in the whale. <laughs> oh, don't oh anyone my. take this as an endorsement of the movie The Whale. If anyone says, Kevin, you told me to watch this. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not do that. I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser and Killers of the Flower Moon would defend me. I have not seen The Whale. I wanted to. It just, uh, 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 in the year it came out uh, was not the best year for me to watch movies about <laughs> depressed shut-ins. <laughs> just, not, just not the year for that. I also don't um, know how long its uh, theatrical tenure in Salt Lake City was. You know, I don't. Uh, it wasn't like a big, you know, crowd please. Yeah, yeah, it I, didn't. Uh, uh, it was. Yeah, I, I kept seeing it uh, available to, to watch, but uh, it just never happened. Uh, one of these days, one of these days, I'll watch <laughs> one it. Of these days, uh, one of these days, we're gonna put Brendan Fraser in the pet shop next to the adoptable veteran. <laughs> Yeah, I had uh, forgotten, uh, but it does. I, I had to look it up because I forgot who directed the whale. It turns out it was Satan. Uh, Aaron from hell. Yeah. Satan from the seventh level of Mr. hell, the Two Dark Lord, the Lord mother. of Flies. That's a that's another reason I've not seen uh, the whale is just because uh, you hate Satan. Uh, that that guy uh, sure loves uh, being. A, he uh, I was talking earlier about film people uh the value in restraint and uh, so one of our least restrained men <laughs> it's just uh never re- and you know i say this as someone who uh really enjoys that movie the wrestler uh but uh that's uh, also the one for me one of uh, but, one of uh the devil's films that i yeah, enjoy but, uh, the but there's things by him that i just i cannot watch because uh 
I'm a I'm a I'm a squeamish little baby. <laughs> and you you detest the Prince of Lies. You you don't like. Uh... I I try to uh, if I can, if I can, I try to reject Satan, and all I of try his to works, reject, and all of and all of his empty promises. And that kids is why I'm ripping this phone book up in front of you <laughs> right now. You see that phone book? Darren Aronofsky's phone number was in it. And that's why I ripped it up. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> pet shop. Pet um, it's a, it's, it's fine. Put it on in the background while you're doing something. It's You'll a have kids, a great time. It's well, a you're movie for kids. Is it? If you have a, if you have a four year old who has exhausted you, yes. is like I don't know. Ow. Is this gonna? Ow. Will you watch Ow. this? It's. You know what? It's better than Elsa beheading Spider Man. It sure that's is. true. That's true. I respect that, and I endorse that. <laughs> this movie is better than Elsa beheading Spider-Man. Uh, well, that has been Pet Shop. Justin, <laughs> thank you for the wonderful uh, recommendation. Uh, what do, do I don't know. Do we want to tell people what's coming up next in the whole holiday season? Oh, uh, 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 why not? You know, what? you know or... what? Let's, uh, let's leave a little, uh, a little present under their tree. I guess we don't have to tell them like the whole thing if you, if you boys want more time to to make your selections. Oh, I've made um, but um, I've got okay. mine. Okay, well then, great. Um, I I uh, we're trying something new over here at Movies for Babies HQ because you know we wanted to. Um, I think covering Christmas stuff is fun. I think you you know, and and I don't want whoever has December as their choice to get locked in to like. Okay, what fucking Christmas piece of shit do I have to do the, the freezer burn Christmas? You know, um, but I, I think it would be fun to bring forward. Each of us brings forward a Christmas special and we make the other two watch it. And we do a sort of Christmas roulette, a, a white elephant exchange of Christmas specials. I love it. I love it. I was sorry. I was just I was like. I know which one I want to be, but I want to make sure it's available online to be watched. And it is. YouTube, I learned that last year at Christmas time, I was so sick. And I had to, like, cancel <laughs> all my Christmas plans just so I could, like, stay on the couch and, like, drink soup. And I found YouTube.com to be such a rich repository of old Christmas specials. It has. Christmas oh, specials yeah, yeah, yeah. you have never heard of you would never conceive of you're like okay i didn't know that julie andrews even had a 70s variety show much less did a special where like she and jimmy stewart exchange christmases and so like he teaches her about american christmas and she and she teaches him about british christmas mm-hmm. i Not never would have thought how. this was real but you can watch that you can watch that that's not my pick though because it was like a little boring mm-hmm. But it's like Christmas boring, right. where you're like, "This is fine." Yeah, it's Christmas boring. No, Christmas boring. That's literally how the that's, Yule log yeah. video has coasted this long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're like, everyone's tired. We don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> you know, what's what's something that's kind of boring? It's fine if you fall asleep yeah. while it's on. What's on Christmas the log today? Boring. What's on the it's log Christmas. this year? It's Christmas boring. Oh, the Julie Andrews Jimmy Stewart Christmas special. Yeah, fine. Christmas boring. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we sharing what our our specials are or are we, we just got them to... already yeah i've got not? i've got mine ready why not uh Vern, why don't you go folks this 
holiday season, Joe Para helps you pick out the perfect Christmas tree. Wow. It's uh, available on uh, adultswim.com. It's available on Max. Oh. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I want to make sure that the uh, the uh, the entire the perfect the actual title is Joe Para helps you find the perfect Christmas tree. That is my that's my pick for this year's holiday special. If you have it in your heart, I'm, all I'm asking is eleven and a half minutes. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. <laughs> and me while I'm while I'm hastily stuffing pine needles into the little candle holders <laughs> of the menorah. <laughs> I am... You know, it's a. Ho- I'm looking at this as like holidays. I know, special. I know. I'm, I, I'm making Christmas. a joke. For it. Um, oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm pulling. I, I'm emptying out my Hanukkah stocking, and what is falling out? But ABC's Ziggy's gift. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Ziggy from newspaper comic strip. Yes. <laughs> oh, Ziggy from the from the paper. Yes, yes, yes. Ziggy from the funny pages. Where this is not he's not talking about Ziggy Marley. He's talking <laughs> oh, no. he's talking uh, uh, Ziggy he, newspaper. He's talking two or three panels in the Sunday paper Ziggy. <laughs> it, oh. One. It's one panel. One. Okay, I couldn't remember. That's all he needs. Or, okay, how about that? Is it one that's uh is it a is it a one panel all the time or is it a one panel on on normal days, but multiple panels on Sundays. I, I stumped think the I stumped the band. Yeah. I stumped the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stumped the band. <laughs> Directed by Richard Williams. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Music by Harry Nilsson. Holy no! shit! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my gosh! I'm so excited to watch Ziggy's gift. <laughs> Damn, that's Ziggy. All right, Ziggy with it. I'm getting Ziggy with it. Um, and, uh, you know, I am uh, a cruel master. I am the Grinch. Uh, and I live up on my big my big house, and I hate those who's. Um, so I have selected the rich little Christmas carol. Oh, of course. Because I had to watch it, and now you do, Now too. we, too, will feel shivering and feverish. 70s. Uh, impressionist Rich Richard Little cutting cutting edge characters like W.C. Fields and Inspector <laughs> Clouseau from the Pink Panther. <laughs> he just does it. Um, I will say again, there's one incredible joke with Richard Nixon in this special. The rest of it. Is... Oh, of course, there's Nixon. Of course, the rest of it is uh, some hot garbage. But oh, I am the Grinch shit. and I live on the mountain. Uh, I I'm not upset that you picked this, Kevin, but I am upset because the I'm not upset that, that I have to watch this. But what I am upset about is uh, in the suggested videos on YouTube.com, um, the verse one is rich little in person. All the n- proper nouns in this are in capital letters. Uh, <laughs> the the title of this video. If there's a name on this, it's in capital letters. Rich Little impersonates Joe Biden, Humphrey Bogart, Jimmy Stewart, Ronald Reagan, and more. Uh, and it's from the YouTube channel Huckabee on TVN. And I, 
I am mad at my friend Kevin that I have to watch that. I don't have to watch that, but I have to watch No, that. you have to watch that. I have to watch Rich Little from nine months ago doing an impression of Joe Biden on Mike Huckabee's bogus ass talk show it is, oh. hi uh, I, I was also unaware of this and i know what i'm doing <laughs> immediately i didn't know that rich little was still alive <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I could only have assumed he was dead i had I no did not know and i did not know that he was alive and i didn't and i could be wrong i could be wrong i'm not watching the video yet but i didn't know that he was of like sound mind enough to like have a biden angle so I, I am. He, he looks like the grandpa from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like he's just <laughs> like a he's just a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> so, Rich Little. All right, we got Rich Little. We've got Ziggy. <laughs> Ziggy. And we've got Joe Para. Uh, just uh, the three, three wise my, men, my father, oh. son, and Holy Spirit. The um. three wise men bringing their gifts to the Christ Child on Christmas Day. <laughs> So excited. This is going to be good. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, the Christmas gift exchange, the Christmas roulette. We'll think of a catchy title for the episode. Mm. But um, walk, that it's, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Get to hang out with all my friends, like Ziggy. <laughs> and Rich Little. <laughs> oh, is there a Zitz holiday special? Is there a, is there is there a, a Baby Trot? Blues? Yeah, Foxtrot. Foxtrot. Family circus? Family rich circus little, like, Rich Little, whenever you invite Rich Little over for your <laughs> holiday party, you are getting a lot of bang for your buck because you also are getting Humphrey Bogart. You're also getting Reagan. You're w. also C. getting Fields. Nixon. You're also getting WC. You know you're getting mm. Nixon. You know you're getting Nixon. <laughs> He's no one, No one's thought about Nixon. No one thinks about Nixon until Rich Little walks into the room. But you know you're getting Nixon. You're getting a lot of bang for your buck when you invite a lot of bang for your buck when you invite uh, Rich Little in to your home on Christmas getting, Day. Getting Groucho marks. Have He's yourself coming. a rich little Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Have yourself a rich, a rich little Christmas. See, that's in the public domain, so Justin likes mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a song that Justin likes because. Yeah, it's in the public domain. It's in the public domain. Yeah, I'll listen to the Beatles when they're in the public domain. Damn, this MF Justin's favorite song is Jingle Bells. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I saw three ships, guys, and they were sailing in on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, guess when? Oh, (laughs) Christmas Day in the morning. Oh, that's too. Early. I was thinking last night it would be very funny to go to karaoke in like the summer and do like silver bells. <laughs> you sing silver bells. Justin will be up on stage singing his favorite song, "Home on the Range," <laughs> <laughs> and Vern will sing a normal song. I'll, right, uh, right. I'll, I'll. It will be a to me. It will be a normal song, but it will be something that no one in the room has right. heard of. You know. Yeah. Oh. It'll yeah. Be a good time. Well, I'm up there rocking the little town of Bethlehem. Uh-huh. <laughs> and here's Justin with, um, am I reading this right? The Wabash Cannonball? Okay. <laughs> He's going to be singing the Wabash Cannonball. When Johnny comes marching home again? <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> oh, 
he's not doing all of the verses, right? <laughs> oh no, he, oh, he's, no. He's, he's doing those verses. Oh no, <laughs> those are his favorite verses. When those, when those, when the kids that don't, it's always great. Those, uh, those folks, the fear in their eyes. The kids that choose the Pokemon theme song oh, for the karaoke and learn on stage that there's a second verse. That there's, it's five minutes long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's always a fun time. A classic uh, Kevin Lanigan Webster University freshman year orientation Ghostbusters theme song scenario. Oh, gotcha! I didn't. Where you go? Excuse me. How long is the? It's he doesn't just say I ain't afraid no ghosts. Uh oh! Uh oh! Bustin' strange in this song. There's some. Yeah, Bustin' makes me feel how? In what way? An invisible man. (laughs) Bustin' makes me feel good. That uh, the Ghostbusters theme song is so like he uh, Uh he does a weird thing in this song where like. He's also like flirting with women in it, where he's like, "I hear it likes the girls too," and it's like, "Why are you doing this for for the Dan Aykroyd movie? Why That's are just you what doing music this?" Is. Oh, you, oh, you mean the movie where Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost? I knew, I knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> it's uh, it's impossible. No, it's called to talk it's called wanting to fuck the ghosts, Vern. It's called being a sheedy. It's, it's um, normal. Sheedy. Uh, she, oh, uh, you you learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. It's called being Ali Sheedy. Being Ali Sheedy. It's called being uh, in short circuit. Right. It's called She's being in, in the Breakfast Club. Is is Ali Sheedy in short circuit? The welcome is back to Ali- our podcast is Ali Sheedy in short circuit. <laughs> 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 Tune in next in month. Next time. Tune in next month. We're gonna leave this episode on a cliffhanger. Is Ali Sheedy will Vern C Killers of the Flower Moon in Paris, France? Will I see Ali Sheedy? Will Will I Will I see? Oh God, scared the fuck out of me. Uh, uh, my wife just scared the fuck out of me. Um, Will I'm sorry. I do I do know the answer to this question now, and I also know that she is in X Men Apocalypse. Oh, is she really? I hope she's in that one scene. I uh, I did not know that. Also, I somehow forgot how to use uh, IMDb. Uh, yes. Oh, because it sucks now. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll learn next month whether Ali Sheedy is in Short Circuit or not, and we'll also learn next month did Vern was Vern successful in seeing Killers in the Flower Moon in France, or did he see one minute of Killers of the of Flower Moon in France and walk out of the theater because it was in French? We'll learn all that next month. We'll learn. But until then, cut. Uh, gonna run all night. Gonna run all day. <laughs> bet my money on a bobtail nag. Oh, dude, I bet day. on the bay. <laughs> <laughs>
When you dance down the street With a cloud at your feet You're in love When you walk down in a dream But you know you're not dreaming Senora Excuse me but you see Back in old Napoli That's more That's more Oh 